The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. the teams you care about it's southern middle tennessee sports today yeah that's trash can juice speak for yourself once again live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid tennessee bone and joint coming back to the lee company studio uh just pretend like you didn't hear that 9 to 11 reference in the uh <laughs> in the last promo uh, we've only been doing this for two weeks, so um, so yeah, we're four to six. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, trust me, we ain't going back nine to eleven. Good evening to to you folks who are on your drive home on this Friday, ladies and gentlemen. The weekend. Um, that promo was going to need a little extra help, anyway. Because we're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to add this next guest to the list, and uh, Ryan McGee joining us on the phone line now. And here's the cool thing: is you know, Ryan, if if we add you to that promo, you're you're on a a pretty tall pedestal there. Jeff Perlman, Teresa Walker, uh, some of the some of the greatest names in sports journalism, and I think you fit right in. Well, let's see how this call goes first. <laughs> well, now, I'm just going to tell you, Ryan, um, Chris is buttering you up right now. Talking but, trash on the other side. But um, when when I initially talked about trying to get you on with this, he's like, You couldn't get what, Marty? Well, you, yeah, what about Marty? Oh, yeah, no, no, that's my wife. No, that's my wife. So, so, all right. So, I, was, I did a, I did a, a radio hit. You know, we we all do all these radio hits all the time. I did one. I don't know, back in the spring, maybe it was a year ago, like during pandemic, and it, you know, it was like Spanky and the Sports Freak. You know, and some I never talked to those guys. And the guy goes, "Well, Ryan, what's it like to be the other guy in Wham?" I go, "What?" <laughs> he goes. He, he goes, what's it like to be the other guy in Wham? I said, well, all right, let's, let's break this down. I said, because the other guy in Wham, I said, his name's Andrew Ridgely. I said, he wrote all the songs. I said, he owned all the publishing on the Wham songs. I go, he married the best-looking girl in Bananarama. I said, and they currently live in a castle in Scotland. I go, so, I'll take it. I go, and, I'm, and George Michael's dead. So I'll, I'll take I'll, I'll take I'll take the other guy Wham. That's fine. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you that's that's a pretty good life. I'll, you know. And George Michael's dead. That, that's yeah. that's really the key there. I mean, you're, that guy's still living. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. still around. So, but yeah, but no, I pray. Listen, and Perlman's a friend, and obviously, you know, Teresa's was mowed down the Hall of Fame, and it was about time. And so I, I just it's uh it's an honor that was great. First, it was great talking to you guys. But yeah, it's an honor to hopefully maybe maybe be worthy of the promo oh man i'll tell you this is going to be a lot of fun uh the only reason i say that about marty's because he 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 knows my boy ray fulcher and 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 i was excited about you know talking some country music but i'll leave that oh out. yeah no we'll, listen i'm i'm Ann mcgee i know my role in this thing that's fine Ann McGee. but it's okay <laughs> because yeah. they saved the best name for last right i'm good that's Jer- right every time we come back from break it's with mo here's chris so yeah yeah, I, I feel it. you, man. I, I'm the other guy too. I mean, I I got a Hall of Famer co-host, bro. That's fine. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and I'll say this too. Don't don't feel bad about the promo because Marty and I were on initially when we were on ESPN Radio. We were three to five on Saturday afternoons. That's how much confidence they had in us. Hey, and, and nailed so it. When we when we moved to Saturday morning, the promo kept saying three to five, and we just <laughs> corrected. So it's fine. So y'all y'all are good company. Baby. No no yeah, wonder folks good. couldn't find you, huh? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ryan, I assume that you were 
if not in Hoover, Alabama this week, paying attention to what was going on in Hoover, Alabama this week as the SEC media days took place Monday through Thursday. Yeah, we were there. And in fact, so Marty and I were there, you know, every year we do what we call our talking season special. And we, we interview every head coach in the, in the SEC and there'll be a couple of one hour specials that'll be on SEC network next month. And, our, so our studio, they take the Wilderness Lodge studio, our TV studio you'll see on SEC Network, they packed it up and sent it to Hoover. And so Marty and I are on our set. We're right off of Radio Row. And so you would leave to go to the bathroom, which, you know, my age, you do that a lot. You know, I'm walking across Radio Row. You had to go across the hallway to get to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, about, about halfway through Wednesday, I walk across to go to the bathroom, and I think, Man, it's so serene out here, and everybody's in a good mood, and it's kind of you know we don't have the fans in the lobby, and it's it's everybody's just excited to be back in Hoover. This is great. And when I went back to the bathroom an hour later, it was like the food fight scene in Blazing Saddles. I've never seen anything like it. And and I'm like, and I'm like, and we're kind of in our we're hermetically sealed in our studio. We didn't know what was going on because we're interviewing coaches. And all of a sudden, I, I see Sankey walking around. And he's got a, like a like a halo of reporters just following him around, and that's that's when we realized what was going on. About yeah. three forty on on Wednesday. That's what we figured. Yeah. we we found that out too. And I was like, "Whoa, bombshell!" Yeah, it was nuts. Well, and hey, and, and all credit in the world to our buddy Brent Z, you know, at the Houston Chronicle because he he dropped that story on everybody. And you know, Mo, you know this. It, it isn't it isn't very often, if at all you know, you have that story that just rocks the foundation of everything. And, uh, and Brent certainly had that on Wednesday. Oh, without question. And we were talking about it earlier in this show as, as word continues to kind of trickle out, this has been being discussed for six months. How did yeah. the SEC, Texas and Oklahoma keep this quiet for six months? Well, I think you just keep it to a really tight group of people. And, you know, and, and we all know Greg Sankey and, and he's, he's, he's as smart a man as you'll ever meet. And so, and, and clearly now we know has quite the poker face. It's funny. It reminds me a lot of, you know, John Swafford, who was the commissioner of the ACC forever, just retired. In fact, in fact, when I talked to Sankey on Monday, he was getting on a plane to go to Charlotte for, for Swafford's, you know, kind of you know, retirement dinner at ACC media days. But I remember we all went out to ACC media days at Pinehurst years ago, and all the questions for Swafford were, how will the ACC survive? Because this was during the last big go-round of realignment, and, and th- what we all thought was the Big East was going to eat the ACC. And Swafford just stood there for an hour, just taking our questions and smiling and, you know, whatever else. And two weeks later, <laughs> he burned the Big East to the ground and took half their teams. And what we learned was he'd been working on that for two years. So, yeah, there's a reason these guys have these jobs because they're pretty good at it. And, um, and kudos to everyone because if you can keep a secret in 2021, mm-hmm. you've done something I don't think is possible, and a lot of people clearly did that. No question. Speaking with Ryan McGee of ESPN and the SEC Network, um, Ryan, there's always a star at SEC Media Days. Who was it this week? You know, it's a great question because – I think you know, this was Mike Leach's first SEC media day. Hmm. So in, in all of our eternal wisdom a year ago, when we didn't know if we were going to have football or not, what we all agreed on was, well, even if we if we have football, no one's going to get fired, right? The, the finances are going to be we so out of whack. They fired four coaches <laughs> in the SEC. And, and, it, and, and it was everywhere. It was in high yeah. school, too. We couldn't, we yeah. couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was crazy. And, and the year before – there had been four coaching changes and those four guys, you know, you know, Lane Kiffin and those guys from the year before, they never had to go through media days. And so to me, like I told Sam Pittman, I said, man, you, this is really your, your rookie year. Cause if you don't do Behoover, then you didn't really do SEC media days. And so, but, but to answer your question about the star of the show, um, you know, Mike Leach, who lives his entire life, you know, like he's in front of an open microphone anyway, <laughs> to actually put him at the podium and, and, and let him talk. And him, the first thing that comes out of his mouth is, I think we should have a 64-team playoff, and this is how we do it. And he <laughs> laid the entire – it took him 15 minutes. like a beautiful mind. It took him 15 minutes to explain to me and Marty, and I could tell that he had the bracket, you know, in his head. But 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 I think that was it. You know, it, it really – I I think – Marty, I say this all the time, the most underappreciated aspect 
of college football, really all of college athletics is how sharp these kids are, man. They're all so smart. The, the days of being a caveman and just running out there and playing football are over. You have to be so smart to play the way the game is now. All those kids were so great and so sharp. And, and so there wasn't a Tua, right? You know, we don't have Spurrier anymore. But uh, but finally getting Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin, you know, at microphones talking whatever nonsense they wanted to talk was, was pretty entertaining. Well, um, uh, Missouri guy. Drinkwitz. Drinkwitz. Oh, Drinkwitz. tried. Uh, yeah, well, and I'll say this about Drink. I've known him for a long time. You know, he was at NC State for years, and I live here in North Carolina. And, and you know, his one year at App State when they should have gone undefeated, uh, and it's still, you know, only, only had a one loss. Uh, you know, that was his first year as a head coach, and I spent time with him. And, uh, yeah, I'll say this about Drink. He got a little too comfortable. Like, <laughs> when he was when he did his interview with, with me and Marty, he was – he was uh, I could feel his SID about ready to jump the rope and say, Coach, quit cussing. Because he got so comfortable, so it's no. I like him a lot, and and that's what and, you know. Sam Pittman never really got you know, people. Those of us who cover the sport and had interviewed him all those years at Georgia, we all knew who he was, and now he has a chance to talk. And what's cool is is that these guys, you know, they're excited to be there. They're nervous. Sam Pittman was a nervous wreck, but but he just kind of spoke his mind. And so the the, the new guys, Josh Heupel excluded, the new guys really didn't have their filters on yet. And uh and for me that was that was refreshing. I think Josh has kind of gotten he he got put through the ringer pretty early in this Tennessee situation, but oh, yeah. you know, with the coup d'etat and all. <laughs> well and, yeah. Well and, and and he's great. And and I and, and I and you know, I think by the end of the day he was there, but he just was um you know, he kind of you, you go into those things. Like I say, Sam Pittman told us he goes, guys, I'm so nervous right now. And I think you go into those things just make you more worried about not saying the wrong thing, you know, than just saying whatever's on your mind. But, but I think that, uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll, but I'll tell you this, uh, I mean, not to speak ill of the, of the dead, but, uh, uh, Heifel was already way down the road better than Jeremy Pruitt ever was. Well, that's because again, Josh has been a head coach and yeah, Jeremy was, well, Jeremy and, yeah. and, and again, love Jeremy Pruitt was a big fan now, of his. And if he was sitting right here talking to us, he'd be great. But but media days were not his thing. Not his best not his best foot forward there. Um Ryan McGee with ESPN slash SEC network. Ryan, who was it that asked the Alabama coach how he wanted to be referred to? <laughs> Brett McMurphy. Who do you think? Oh, it was yeah. Mac. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was Mac. I mean, as soon as as soon as he walked in, and, and you know, old Brett's Brett's not above uh, finding the sore spot on your arm and just poking it all day long. And so he all day long he was not only was he was he kept going back to it, but he followed him around. I think he kept track of who who <laughs> referred to him as coach and, her, and kept and kept tagging Deion Sanders in it. So in the post. So yeah, it was uh. <laughs> I love Brett, but he is uh he ain't above irritating somebody and I I I thoroughly enjoy it when he does. <laughs> it's always fun to see that kind of thing. Yeah. Um you know, what are your thoughts having sat through four days of SEC Media Days, Ryan? You know, obviously Alabama's Alabama, but besides that, what 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 are your quick and dirty expectations this time around? Well, I, I think that you know, in, in, in full disclosure, I mean, I, I, Marty and I went out to College Station a couple of weeks ago working on a different project, and we we got some one-on-one time with Jimbo, and this was in June. And and you guys know this. You know, when you talk to a coach during spring practice, everything's great, and the workouts are going great, and everything's great. And then when you talk to him in media days, you know, we're excited, we're excited, we're excited. But when you talk to him in June, they're pretty honest with you. You know, there's nothing going on. They're about to go on vacation. And and so you can tell if a coach is blowing smoke or if he isn't. And all I know is, is that three weeks ago in College Station, Jimbo Fisher sat right at us and told us how he felt about the team. And I think he knows they have a chance to win the whole thing. And, you know, they, they came within, you know, they had that one loss. And it wasn't a great loss, but they had that one loss. And they wish they could have one six-minute stretch back in that Alabama game, and they feel like they should have been in the college football playoff. So I think they're close. And 
there's going to be a lot of focus on Georgia, and there should be because JT Daniels is really good. But uh, and I think LSU has a chance to be pretty good. You know, we kind of forgot about them last year because of five and five, and you know, losing Burrow and and some of the some of the other reports that were coming out of there that had nothing to do with football. And so, I think once again the SEC West is going to be loaded. But 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 you know, it's all the same questions, guys. It's you know, who can catch Alabama? Um, you know, who can finally close the gap? You know, can Tennessee finally get it together? Nope. Um, you know, right. <laughs> but, but, you're right, you're right. but, you know, but, but <laughs> is this the year Georgia finally, you know, lift its fans, scrape the 1980 national championship stickers off the back of their truck? You know, the, the, those are the, 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 it's, it's always the same questions. But, uh, but it was just honestly, I think the takeaway from Hoover was everyone's so relieved to be there. Which is hilarious. No, no, you've yeah. never seen a bunch of grown men so excited to be in a mall in suburban uh, Birmingham in your life. But everybody was, and and it was, uh, and that even went to us who were working. But uh, but there's still work to do, and um and I think the coaches know it, and uh, they can't tell these players go get your shots, but they can bring in every doctor they know to tell the players to get their shots, and as a result, I think most of them will have them. That's good. That that's that that's good to know. I mean, it, honestly. After what we saw in the college baseball and the college world series, I was there. I was there, and and I kept talking to coaches. I, I kept referring to it as the North Carolina State effect. And Kirby Smart was very pointed. You know, Kirby said, "You know, you would think because of what I witnessed, you know, in, in Omaha and what happened." As he said, he said, "You would think every coach would be like, all right, well, we ain't doing that. Everybody's gonna get their shots, and not every coach is doing that." I mean, listen, the NFL's got a mess going on today, and it's going to be worse by the time they get to camp with this stuff. But and and you know. The coaches can't mandate it unless the school mandates it. And you're talking 13 or 14 schools in the SEC are essentially run by the state. So to do that, they got to go to the government. They got to go to the governor's office. And, and, in, and in our part of the country, that's probably in with your green list. So um, it's up to the coaches to figure out a way to get around that. And, oh, by the way, no, you know, there's no open dates. There's no makeup dates this year. And that was Greg Sankey's way of saying you know, there's a, and listen, it's just, just reading the policy. All right. So in Omaha, University of Texas, Texas is not exactly the stronghold of vaccinations, right? And the University of Texas showed up. Everybody on that team had their shot. And the reason was because, you know, regardless of, of, of health or politics or whatever you want to talk about, it's just the, it's the easiest path competitively. You know, they were tested before they got on a plane. They were tested when they got to Omaha, and the next time anyone will be tested is they showed symptoms. So just from a hassle standpoint, this is the way to go. You think Nick Saban is going to lose a chance to play for a national championship <laughs> Over because a guys didn't get their shots? <laughs> Not a chance. Not a chance. And, and, if, and if you want if you, if you to take a stand on this as a coach or as a player or whatever, you go right ahead because uh, more the, the closer we get to kickoff, the more it feels like the sports are going to leave you out this year. Well, apparently, though, Ryan, and, and you have to step out of the SEC, but apparently there is a coach who is. Yeah, what is college. Nick Rolovich out well, at Washington State thinking? Yeah, and you know what? See you later. And, and, I, and I know his boss. And I know, I know, I know the AD there well enough to know that he ain't gonna put up with that. And so it's just, you know. And then the flip side of that is, you know, here in Charlotte where I live, just yesterday, that the head coach of BC, he said that everybody on his team is vaccinated, and uh, he said that he had one player who who didn't want to do it, and so he helped him figure out how to use the transfer portal. Yep. And, and that's what that's what it's gonna take. And so, you know, I'm telling you right now, everybody should have learned their lesson from NC State, and and it's, it's nothing else. It's, uh, yeah. A year ago, when we didn't know if we were going to play, and then, you know, heaven forbid, you know, October, November, December, when teams didn't even know who they would have on the roster on Saturday morning, why would you want to go through that again? I just don't, I don't understand. And, um, you know, if you've got a real reason not to do it, there are plenty of people that are going to hear you out. But if you think it's because, you know, um, the 5G tower is going to control your body through a microchip, then you know what? I probably don't want you, you know, playing middle linebacker to me anyway there you go i mean that's, that's the bottom line i you know it's, there you go it's, i look forward to the phone calls <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> marty mckee after saying that yeah well uh, luckily um nobody listens to our show more uh, uh Ryan, so we're good <laughs> <laughs> but no we seriously we appreciate your t- you taking some time with us today and talking a little bit about sec media days we're actually going to come back from a break and we're going to hear from uh 
Max the Axe uh, Bell, who was at SEC Media Days as well on 740 The Pylon. West Blankenship is fantastic. So. Oh, yeah. That's my dude. That's, uh, <laughs> the, it, it's, no, no, West Blankenship, is, uh, he's my man. And um, if, uh, if he, no one makes me laugh harder. Well, and uh, and oh by the way he's also a, a pretty great sports reporter. He he is fantastic. So uh, I I look I look forward to any, anything he posts. I'm, I got, I've got my my notifications when Wes makes a post. I see it. I mean, because you never know what's coming. But no, seriously, it. man, uh, Ryan, thanks so much again. We appreciate it, and uh, you're welcome anytime on this show. And we'll we'll make sure we we get you on the promo next time. Yeah, just uh, it may, you know, if you got to cut one of the two of them out, cut out for them. And I don't want to make Teresa mad. I hear that. that's probably. <laughs> oh well, you know what? In our studio right now, we have Teresa's son, who um, Lawson, who's one of our interns, and yeah. he's probably um, taking offense to that because he loves making his mom mad. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, and uh, and, I, and, I, and, and 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 dude, I've never been in y'all's house, but I just assume there's just one wall dedicated to all of her sports writer of the year plaques. So Most I definitely, I, I, it's like it's like going into Richard Petty's house with all the trophies. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's a shrine. Trust me, I've been That's there. It. Yeah, uh, all it right, is. appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Thank you, Ryan. Ryan. Oh, that was fun. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about the Sun Belt, but we are going to hear from Max the Axe Bell in 740 The Pylon because you, if you've not heard this, it's one of the greatest things you'll ever hear in your life. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, Sun Belt preview and more. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. and everything in between. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yow. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Lee Company Studio, Front Porch Sports Headquarters, WKOM 101.7 FM, 32 minutes until the weekend officially begins for Mo and I. You guys driving home, I'm sure you are having a fantastic weekend to this point. Get ready. If you come see us tomorrow at Experience Spring Hill, we'd appreciate it. Over in Spring Hill High School between 10 and 2, we will be in the main gymnasium, and we would love to see your faces, shake your hands, kiss your babies, whatever. You can come kiss mine or hold it or whatever. She'll be there. Have you cleared that with Sarah? Yeah, she, we, we've had this discussion. Uh, she's more upset that um, she she said that if if you're going to share uh, if you two are going to share being married to me that you need to start running things by her such as um, uh, baseball games at three o'clock on Sunday that she didn't know about that I thought I told her about so anyway I just thought that was funny <laughs> she <laughs> she was like I'm gonna need Mo to start running this stuff by me. Because you don't. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, really, well, if, I'm really bad at it. If it makes her feel any better, I get accused of not running things by 
Jody. Folks at my house either, so. Yeah. You know. Again, again, did you not listen to the folks at the Hall of Fame ceremony? Never going to be Hall of Fame, Sarah, if I don't have a supportive wife. (laughs) I need need the support at home. (laughs) Which basically means you're going to be there a lot by yourself at night. Because we cover sports. And it's unfortunate, but that's the life. It's the life we chose, Mo. Um, we chose this life. Dude, um, all I can tell you is my my wife, my sister, and my two children used to sing, Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Sports, sports riders. riders. Yeah, so. That would make sense. There's that. Um. I do want to play this before we get into the Sun Belt because this is hilarious and you guys got to hear it. Um, Wes Blankenship, who grew to fame via the Coffee Town franchise, where he pretended to be small town AM radio uh, play by play radio announcers. <laughs> this is his coverage of Media Days. We didn't lose it. Uh, you heard me also in the background from our. Oh. And now Here we let's go. send it over to Max the Axe Bell for a live update from SEC Media Day. You boys going to karaoke? I practiced shallow the entire drive over here and hit a mattress on I 20 on the Lady Gaga part, but I still nailed it. I'm ready to go. Okay, I'll see you there. What's that? I'm live. <laughs> Okay, we are live here at SEC Media Days in Hoover, Alabama, and here's what I learned. Bryce Young does not have room for a NIL deal with us. I wanted to put 740 the pylon on his wristbands, but Nick, uh, Coach Saban rather, said he is all filled up. Oklahoma and Texas are knocking on the door. Greg Sankey may be willing, but the Aggies ain't ready. Other than that, it is all about the transfer portals and playoff expansions. Kirby Smart said he doesn't want to be thirsty, but Lane Kiffins is hungry. He is fasting because his defense ain't fast enough. And Mike Leach needs a cough drop. And in your high school two-days update, brought to you by Big Tire, defending AA state champion Coffeetown High is getting ready to kick off his season against the Red Pine Possums. Quarterback Reptile Henderson went missing earlier this week after wrecking his sister Brenda's Honda Civic into the water tower. He showed up just in time to lead Coffeetown to a 7-on-7 championship, had a couple touchdown passes to J.C. Bingo and Tyler T-Bone Stone, but not before senior linebacker Nacho Davis busted his lip. Tempers are rising high now as two days begin, and the team is rallying around Coach Swansea's mantra. It is only hot between your ears. I just ordered myself a T-shirt from Ashley Holt's mama, who is still helping out with concessions and the like, and thank the Lord for that. This has been your Big Tire on the Road update. Keep it on 740. If it ain't on the pylon, it is out of bounds. And now let's- I don't know what's better. I don't know if, if it ain't on the pylon, it's, it's out, out of bounds. bounds, it's better, or Greg Sankey is willing, but the Aggies just ain't ready, the Alan Jackson Chattahoochee reference. <laughs> I don't know which one's better. That's fantastic. No, I think if it ain't on the pylon, it's out of bounds. It is, that I, is I think that's... primo radio tagline. That's the kind of th- stuff that you wish you had thought of, actually. Oh, there's I, no I, question. That's... that's the the worst part about it is he did it as a joke, so now you can't really use it. <laughs> but it's really good. So anyway, um, mm, mm, I thought mm. that was I thought I thought he did a fantastic job, and like like you know Ryan said, he makes me laugh harder than just about anybody I know. I mean he's he's fantastic. Oh, I'm live. <laughs> oh, oh, we're live. You boys going to karaoke? I, I practice shallow. <laughs> I thought, my goodness, this is great. Uh, let's talk a little Sun Belt, Fun Belt. What you want to talk about? Um, this this uh, season is going to be interesting for the Sun Belt because obviously Coastal Carolina, coming off of one of the 
most incredible seasons from a group of five team, not in the AAC slash Big East. Um, and usually, you know, when a G five team has a year like Coastal had last year, they don't have their coach. They're coming into this year with a new coach, <laughs> typically. Yeah. So this one is not. So I mean, um. Obviously, the bar has been set for the chance with Jamie Chadwell coming back, and and uh, I think the question becomes, what do they do for an encore? It's going to be difficult. I mean, obviously, but they have Grayson McCall. Uh, dude had thirty three scores and three picks last year. I, I think you know that as a freshman, you can't ask for much more, and. This may be the first time that you ever see a Sunbelt quarterback come out early because <laughs> this kid is really good. I'm not sure how well his game translates. That that dual threat kind of thing, especially no bigger than he is. I mean, he's not a big kid, is he? He's, what, six one maybe? Well, apparently six foot is <laughs> <laughs> well is good enough to get you signed at or committed to Florida State. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I think that's interesting. Like you said, he was clearly clearly quite productive. Coronavirus. <laughs> We're not going. There. He's six three, by the way. Is he six three two hundred? Yeah. He's, oh, he's, wow. He's he's solid. The times that I saw him, I didn't I didn't get the impression he was that tall. But, it's probably because he was running up against six five. Linebacker, I don't know. Maybe so. I don't know. Um, it'll. I just think it'll be interesting to see if he can replicate that. I mean, thirty-three scores and three picks—that's not bad. Um, the biggest problem for Coastal is that they're in the same division with App State. Yeah, you know, App State though does not have Hewitt Trustville alum Zach Thomas at quarterback this year. And he was a big, big part of that offense. Now, obviously, App State is one of those teams that reloads. They don't, they don't rebuild. They reload over there. They always have. Um, so yeah, you're right. I mean, they got a transfer quarterback in Chase Bryce, um, who is a former Clemson and Duke quarterback. Clemson and Duke. Clemson and Duke. <laughs> so and now he's at App State. He just keeps making his way up. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going <laughs> uh, up the coast. Huh? Yeah. Next, he'll be playing for Rutgers. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I think he's. I think he's going to be a big pickup for them because I mean, I, I feel like he's going to play really well in that conference, and it's it's a you know this division is probably one of the toughest divisions in G five. Yeah, because I mean. Georgia Southern's got some tradition. Georgia State has come on. Um, Troy is in this division. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's tough. And the other side is not quite as daunting. Doesn't feel like. Yeah, I mean, after after those five teams, you've got you know in the West, you've got Louisiana, which is Lafayette, mm-hmm. but. They but have, don't call them that. Don't call them. They will. They. It's like calling UAB, Alabama, Birmingham. They get pretty upset. They really do. <laughs> but Arkansas State, that is a team that I think, with Butch Jones as their coach, <laughs> I think they could be a problem in this conference because we all saw what Butch Jones did at, at Cincinnati and uh, was it Central Michigan? Mm-hmm. Guys, pretty good at this level. I mean, he is Gus Malzahn type guy. You know, maybe not uber successful at the, at the highest level, which obviously Malzahn won a championship, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but Butch Jones can coach at this level. It'll be interesting from the standpoint that I don't know what talent Butch walked into over there. and Well, he's got about 20 transfers. Good Lord. Yeah. Okay. I think there are, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pretty big transfers on the offensive side alone, including two quarterbacks, James Blackman and Brady Martin. I don't know where they came from. James uh, Blackman. 
was he at Florida State at one time? Uh, he very well could have been actually. They have to uh they'll have to outduel Lane Hatcher though, who threw for two thousand yards last year, nineteen touchdowns. So I'm not sure if that's gonna matter much, but they did get an offensive lineman running back to a couple running backs and three wide receivers. So if they didn't have a lot of talent, perhaps those guys can bring it. Um hang on. Look yeah, James Blackman was at Florida State. Um he's transferring to Arkansas State, has two years of eligibility remaining. Um After that, though, after you're talking about Louisiana and Arkansas State, this division drops off pretty heavily. Texas State, South Alabama, and ULM just not very good. Um, Terry Bowden, now at Louisiana Monroe, should probably just stop. But uh, he did hire Rich Rod as offensive coordinator. So you've got Terry Bowden and Rich Rodriguez on the sideline. At Louisiana Monroe. At Louisiana Monroe. And – and Rich's son, Rhett, has transferred from Arizona, who will try to be the quarterback for his father and the Warhawks, right? They're the Warhawks now? I believe so. South Alabama's got a new coach too, right? Um, You know what? I'm not sure. Uh, Kane Womack is in his first year, yes. Uh, so they've not been great since the one good year that, that uh, Joey Jones had mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this is a team that has not been – I mean, this is a program that has not been – Around. In existence. This is their long. eighth year, ninth year. I mean, this is that, – that that was Joey's thing. hmm You know, that was starting programs. He started the Birmingham Southern program. He started the South Alabama program. So, he's the guy that gets you started, and, and somebody else got to come in and pick up some slack, and nobody's done it to this point. Now, you know, you would think, though, that – you know, being in Mobile, you're down there close to the beach. You know, it's Alabama, so you got talent. Uh, you would think that they could be pretty good in this league. I think they could be. Um, here's the thing. Jake Bentley's their quarterback. From South Carolina. And I think Jake Bentley could be very good in this league. Well, and again, I mean, this is going to be a quarterback-driven league because going back to Blackman at Arkansas State, this kid threw for 5,400 yards, 43 touchdowns, started for three different coaches at Florida State, Jimbo, Willie Taggart, and Norville. That's interesting. Yeah. And somehow he's got two years of eligibility left. Well, last year doesn't count for anybody. So that makes sense. Um, South Alabama allowed 40 sacks last year in in a shortened season. But guess what they did do? They went out and got one, two, three, four, five. Offensive line? Offensive line transfers. (laughs) (laughs) And they went and recruited an entire offensive line out of the transfer portal. Well, and and I guess – if folk, if offensive linemen were looking for some place to go, and they saw forty sacks, it's like, hey, I bet I can play there. I can play there. <laughs> Shoot, sign me up. Where's Carter Sidlowski? <laughs> he could have signed that kid. <laughs> He'd have been all right. Mm. Uh, yeah, this is this is going to be an interesting uh, an interesting dynamic here. I think if if I'm making predictions, Coastal's. Coastal or App State will win the East. I think it's pretty well Lafayette, Louisiana, whatever, with Billy Napier, who, by the way, was. Speaking of guys that you didn't expect back this year. Yeah, I mean, Billy Napier's coming back. Jamie Chadwell's coming back. If you're going by best coaches, those two are the best coaches. The the line forms behind those two. So, I mean, I I feel like that's kind of what you're going to see. Um to me, I think this is going to be a fun conference, and I'll be interested to to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, again, after after the year that Coastal had last year, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on them to see if they can come close to duplicating that and how long Chad was around. 
I, if they can duplicate it, he's gone. He's got to be, right? You would think. Because, and, and that's the thing. I mean, he's got to be gone if they can duplicate it because what happens a lot of times is guys stick around too long. Especially at that level because you, it's so hard to to continue that, to yeah. keep that success. And so if you, if you hit it big a couple of years in a row, you better take advantage of it. Or the next thing you know, you look up and you've gone five and six, four and seven, five and six. I don't think they're going to have to worry about that. Yeah, They got the Citadel at home. Kansas comes to town. Kansas, Kansas is comes going to, to Conway. Town. Somebody must have shown them where Coastal was on the map. That's right. Uh, they heard Coastal and said, hey. Hey. Especially, especially from Lawrence. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's on a Friday night on ESPN2. Bet I know where they'll be on Saturday. <laughs> At the beach. <laughs> Win or lose. <laughs> We're going to the beach. Uh, Buffalo. They'll, they'll travel to Buffalo in September, so at least, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have to be there in the winter. Um, UMass is at home. La Monroe. UMass coached by former Dixon County player Walt Bell. Oh, that's cool. Uh, La Monroe at home. Arkansas State on the road. That'll be a tough one. That'll be that may be their toughest game until they get App on the road, which is they've got Arkansas State, Appalachian State, and Troy back to back to back. Then they've got Georgia Southern on the road, Georgia State at home, Texas State and South Alabama and South Alabama to finish out the season. That's a pretty favorable schedule. Can do some damage. Uh, I think so. We've got to take a break. We are way past one, so we're going to do that. When we come back, we will talk to T. Willie on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stick around. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. talk show you've always wanted it's southern middle tennessee sports today from preps to pros live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint chris yow mo Patton, andrew moore lawson smith in studio with you here today um Real quick, I know I said something, I mentioned this earlier, uh, and I don't want to get into it because we've talked ad nauseum, but we will probably continue to talk about it. But Dr. Casey Shrum, the president of Oklahoma State University, tweeted today, We are disappointed by the lack of engagement and transparency from our colleagues at OU over the past months on a matter with serious ramifications for our state. We've had, we have historically worked together to advance our state and issue address issues based on a partnership built on trust. To that end, we will continue to work with purpose to the advancement of our state and the betterment of our fellow Oklahomans. In the ever-changing college athletic landscape, we will continue to honor our values and ethics as we continue the next steps. Our commitment to our student-athletes is top of mind, and their best interests will be represented prominently. We enjoy a proud athletic heritage with more national championships than any other Big 12 university. We will aggressively pursue the opportunities ahead. 
So she's pretty ticked about not getting some, at least a heads up. So anyway, as she should be. Because Oklahoma State and, and Oklahoma worked really hard to stay together uh, the first time around when this all kind of came down. And so now Oklahoma was like, well, that didn't work out so great for us, so deuces. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, sometimes you got to. Sometimes you got to. Um, want to mention, we typically have Jeff Hem oh. of the Nashville Sounds on with us on Fridays. Didn't quite work out this today for a number of reasons, one of which the Sounds are currently playing. Um, first half of a doubleheader against Jacksonville after yesterday's game was rained out. Sounds lead game one, two to one in the top of the six down at Jacksonville. Second game to follow. And that is why we didn't have Jeff Hem on unless you just wanted to, you know. He'd, he, I mean, he'd have been a little busy. Yeah, I yeah think. a little busy. Game one started at 4.05. So. Now it's time to talk a little National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing. That's NASCAR for those of you who don't know. Uh, and to do that, we have on the line T. Willie, Mr. Terry Wilcox. He's going to tell us about uh, all the races they're not going to have until the Olympics are over. Now, they're not going to have races at all of the racetracks until, until they re- return to Watkins Glen August 7th with the trucks in Xfinity and the cup te- teams on August 8th. So not having races, everybody, other than your local track. <laughs> that's a so, little that, – that, is that typical? I don't think – is that normal? Shutting down NASCAR for the Olympics, that's – For the Olympics, well, it only happens generally every four years. So, yeah, it's something that, that they do, but uh, it's been four or five years, actually, mm-hmm. since the last Olympics. So I, I can't remember that far back, but I'm assuming they did, uh, but – I'd, I'd have to re, I'd have to look through and the records and figure that out. If in 2016 they did it, I can't tell you for sure, but it seems like that would make sense. You know, I don't know. I mean, it. I I'm just not sure how much of a crossover audience there is between <laughs> the Olympics and it's, NASCAR. It's NBC, and it depends on the, the network that has them. If they're the ones that have the races, obviously mm. they're going to play the Olympics. So well. that's that's probably why it happened. So it's the same same network that broadcasts the Olympics has the races on the weekends. That would be why. All right, that makes sense. And and I don't know that offhand. I'm assuming that's the case, but who yeah, cares? Yeah, the, the next race will be on NBC Sports, which yeah. is so after, NBC, Yeah, that's the problem yeah. here is that NBC holds the NASCAR right. contract and the Olympics contract, so they can't have both. That gotcha. that makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. That being that's said, fine. big yep. news out of the Brad Keselowski camp this week. Yeah, boy, what a jock, huh? We've only known this for six months. But, uh, yeah, Keselowski is uh, leaving Penske after all that time and bringing them a championship. Joining forces, uh, going to Roche Fenway Racing, uh, where he will be part owner, a minority owner. Uh, he won't have as much of the ownership role while he's still driving. He's going to drive the number six car, uh, which will put Ryan Newman uh, out of that car, they have offered him a, a part-time role. I uh, have no, heard no word if he's going to take that. If he doesn't get any other offers, he probably will. But uh, quite honestly, Ryan Newman should have stepped aside after that horrific wreck at Daytona last year because um, he's lucky to be alive, quite honestly. so And usually that's the kind of wreck that will take you out of the sport. So, But anyways, he's going there, uh, and we still, and as you know, uh, he will be part owner. That puts uh, Austin Cendrick in the two car. Never had a rookie in the two car before, so that's a first. And it moves, uh, actually moves Harrison Burton, who is uh, Jeff Burton's son, to the number 21 for the Wood Brothers. And so Ross Chastain is out of a, is, I mean, Matt DiBenedetto is out of a ride. Right now, yeah, Ross Chastain and Kurt Busch are out of a ride. But there is one more ride left at Trackhouse Racing, the Nashville base team. And all reports are that 23XI, which is Denny Hamlin, Michael Jordan team, is going to somehow find another charter and run full time. So Kurt Busch has been asked by both of those teams, uh, inquired if he would drive for them. So I'm not sure which direction he's going to go, but he's in a good position. He can pick whichever one he wants. 
Let me so, ask you this because this is just a this is just a question near and dear to my heart. But uh, any chance Brad Keselowski runs a twenty eight? Um, they have not said that. All they've they've said that, and I don't think anybody is running a twenty eight right now. They are not. Are they? There's, so there is so no twenty eight running, and obviously we know NASCAR <laughs> owns the numbers and they lease them out. But Keselowski would be a a heck of a uh, a heck of a driver for that. I think they could get tech to go to sponsor. That'd be even better yet. So, Wouldn't it? But uh, I've not heard, I haven't heard that rumor at all, but Hey, until next season rolls around, you never know. Cause there's going to be some number changes. I'm assuming because uh, I, I guess the 99 will be running for track house, but then which one do you eliminate the, uh, the one or the 42, which is the other two. And again, they don't own the numbers. So uh, they may go a totally different direction and go with 97. The old, the old Jack Roush numbers, or ninety, you know, something else. So we'll see what what they come up with. So apparently, has- according to Forbes, Forbes dot com. Now this is I don't I don't know what they know about NASCAR, but he's set to drive the Roush Fenway number six car. Right. Yeah, that's what he's slated right now for Keselowski. He is in the six, uh, and that that moves out obviously uh, Ryan Newman. But interesting. Uh, but but again, they can they can put they, they can, can ask it. for. Absolutely. That's always available. That's how Hendricks went to the five this year, if you remember. So uh, anything's possible. So, but that's, uh, again, they're off until the weekend of August 7th and 8th when they'll be in Watkins Glen. Uh, There's only four races remaining in the Cup Series until their playoffs. 13 different winners. The 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 three non-winners who right now are eligible are, are Hamlin, Harvick, and uh, Tyler Reddick. So that leaves 13th place, Austin Dillon, out because four guys below him have won a race. So as long as they stay in the top 30, uh, if you fall out of the top 30, even though you won a race, Terry, uh, you're not- I hate to cut you off, but we are <laughs> yep. 15 seconds out. So we appreciate your time as always, man. And we're going to get out of here because it is Friday and I ain't got time to be waiting to go to the next spot. But thank you, brother. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, did you know that the two E's and B are silent? Oh, brutal. The two E's and B are silent. Folks, we're out of here. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Y'all have a great one. Stick around. Uh, come back Monday, 4 o'clock. We'll see you there. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee.